Oh my goodness, podcast people, and just like that, I'm back. I had to take a little time, like I do from time to time. I haven't been podcasting in a couple weeks because I've been fucking busy, man. I've been busy living a real life. You know, I'm not a professional podcaster. I don't get paid to podcast. I don't monetize my podcast. I don't sell advertising against my podcast. I don't ask for donations for my podcast. I don't have a best-selling book that has to do with self-help or my podcast. I do have a best-selling book for cooking, which you should absolutely buy. It's called The Nightmare Before Dinner, and it's an amazing cookbook, but that has nothing to do with my giving back that I do on my podcast and the advice and the shit that I give. So the point that I'm making is sometimes my podcast isn't my top priority because I'm busy, just like you guys, living and working and being a father and being a businessman and running, you know, multiple companies. So sometimes I just don't have the energy or the time to podcast. But today, my friends, I do have the time and the energy to podcast. So podcast, I will listen to some cool theme music. And then we're going to get into this shit. By the way, I wrote this song. people will tell you to go fuck yourself. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but there's a lot of people out there that have a misconception. They're getting it twisted that in order for you to be kind and have empathy and be compassionate and positive means that you can't ever be angry or you can't ever defend yourself or you can't ever call it like it is and tell somebody to go fuck themselves. And that's just completely wrong. And so I'm going to break this down for you guys real simple today. In my life, I'm a businessman, I'm also a father, I'm also a lover and a motivator and all these different things. And I I consider myself to be a kind and compassionate person. But I'm also a bulldog and a fucking pit bull and I'm also known to be aggressive and loud and angry. Um, And not to say that I'm an angry person, but I have what I call righteous anger, justified anger. When someone is misbehaving or treating you incorrectly or getting into your personal space or violating you and, and yours, It's absolutely an appropriate reaction to be defensive of yourself or others or to defend your personal space or your reputation or your business or whatever it is. That's normal and healthy reaction. You're not a punching bag. So being kind and empathetic and all those things has nothing to do with being a fucking punching bag for somebody else's shit. Perfect example is this. If your dog shits on the floor, you reprimand your dog. You would yell at your dog and reprimand your dog shitting on the floor you wouldn't hate your dog you wouldn't condemn your dog to the ends of to the ends of the earth you wouldn't you know wish it death you wouldn't say i fucking hate my dog you would just reprimand the dog for doing the wrong thing and then go back to loving it so in the same way when usually when i tell somebody to go fuck themselves or i get angry with somebody once that moment has passed i'm over it and that's the difference that i want to focus on right now is the difference between begrudging and holding a grudge and being filled with negative emotions and negativity, the difference between that and healthy and righteous reactions and anger. See, the difference is is I let it go. I don't hold a grudge. Once that moment has passed, I move on. Like I can tell someone to go fuck themselves and then literally a minute later be like, do you want to go out and have a beer? Because I'm just that kind of person. I don't need to like 
hold a grudge. Sure, sometimes my human emotions get in get involved and I might be angry at somebody or I don't want to see you right now. I need some time to cool off. Absolutely. But 99% of the time, I can be like, no, that's a stupid idea. You're acting like an idiot. I don't like your attitude today. Get the fuck out of my office until you can correct your attitude. And then literally that same person that I said that to, I can literally be hanging out with them and cracking jokes 20 minutes later because it's not about me hating. It's the same thing as the analogy with the dog. And no, I am not likening the people that I work with to dogs. What I'm saying is the same analogy where something that you love still needs to be reprimanded. I'm also a father and the same thing. My kids will sometimes do some really ultra cute shit that makes me smile on the inside, but on the outside, I recognize that their behavior while doing said cute shit is inappropriate and I have to reprimand. That's okay. I still love my children, but they have to be reprimanded because that's the way it is. So when someone violates your space or acts inappropriately or incorrectly with you, you have every right to react appropriately, okay? So appropriate reaction is not holding grudges. It's not cursing them to the ends of the earth or getting violent or anything like that. Appropriate reactions, like I just said, appropriate reactions to a situation. If someone, like I'm a businessman, I cut deals all day. People try to rip me off constantly. I'm constantly negotiating business deals with people and everybody's a fucking shyster or shrewd, you know? (laughs) They're trying to fucking cut a deal that's not a good deal for me and they're trying to get one over on me. So in situations like that, of course, I'm gonna be aggressive and I'm gonna be like, fuck you, fuck your deal. I don't give a shit what you're talking about. I'm not doing that deal, it's bullshit. Come back at me when you have a real fucking offer. Click. Does that response make me any less compassionate or kind or empathetic or positive? Of course not. I'm responding to the situation in an appropriate manner. Now, if I hung the phone up and said, that motherfucker, I fucking hate that piece of shit, and I brooded and went on and on and on and on and held it and let it become negativity that lived inside me and festered, well, then that would be in opposition of my positive nature. I am a positive person by nature. So that type of behavior would be in opposition to my positive nature, and it wouldn't be in a harmonious balance. Let me tell you guys a little secret. And it's nothing crazy, and it's not like some guru shit or anything like that. It's just something I like to share for my personal life about how I start my day every single day, every single morning. Because as you can imagine, <coughs> being a business person and a creative, I'm both. I'm a creative person. I'm a business person. I have a very, very high-impact, high-stress life. So how can I stay positive and empathetic and all of that and kind living such a stressful environment. It's really simple. I start my day the same way every single day. And uh, I didn't invent this. And what I do is a little bit of a hybrid of some things that I've heard from other people. Believe it or not, part of it is something that I heard Tony Robbins talk about once about priming. Uh, Part of it comes from some things that I've heard some spiritual teachers talk about, some yogis. Uh, I've, I've gotten a lot of this stuff from guided meditation, from Eastern religion, from Buddhism. Some of it comes from Christianity. It's, it's my own mishmash, but essentially what it is, very, very simply put, is I start my day, and I like the way Tony Robbins talks about it, about priming, so I call it priming the pump. Essentially, it's priming my life pump for a high-impact day, and this is how it goes. I wake up in the morning and I start, you know, I, I get my eyes open, I get awake, Sometimes the very first thing I'll do will be, I'll check some emails, I'll pick up my phone, see what time it is, I might read the morning news. I'm laying in bed doing this. So I spend the first 10 to 15 minutes of my day just kind of reacclimating myself to being a human being, right? Okay, reading, reading the news and checking email and responding to some text messages that I might've gotten overnight. 
things like that. But then the next thing I do is I get in a comfortable position and I do some deep breathing. Now I use my Apple Watch. I love the Apple Watch, I'm, I'm into it, but there's a, just an app on there called Breathe and it's amazing. I usually set it for um, either three or four minutes, which is either 21 or 28 breaths. And, uh, and I just do, I start with three to four minutes of deep breathing and I use the Apple Watch to kind of guide the ins and outs of the breath and I keep it really simple. Focus on the breath. It's also easy to clear your mind. There's an image on the Apple Watch screen when that breathe is going on. It's like a flower opening and closing. That image, focusing on that image and, the, and concentrating on what you're doing and the breathing is really easy to get your mind clear. That's the whole point of meditation, by the way, is to get your mind clear of other thoughts and just have it like singular focus on something simple so you can like relax your mind and your body. So I do the three to four minutes of deep breathing. Immediately after the three or four minutes of deep breathing, I do gratitude. I do about another three to five minutes of gratitude. And really quick, I wanna bang through this. That's me saying out loud or if I'm in a space where I can't be loud or talk out loud, in my head or under my breath. It's me just naming all the things that I'm thankful and grateful for in my life, starting with my children and family members to my businesses, coworkers, all of that kind of stuff. I'm literally go through a list. I mean, I get crazy with it. Sometimes I'm like, I'm thankful for toothpaste. I'm thankful for sunshine. I'm thankful for socks. I'm thankful for modern medicine. I'm thankful for my iPhone, like anything from possessions to the most mundane things to, of course, health. I'm thankful for my healthy body. I'm thankful for my mind that works. I'm thankful for prosperity. I'm thankful for good friends, good family, good food. I'm thankful for sunshine. I'm thankful for trees. Like I blast through three or four, three to five minutes of gratitude. Then I go into prayers and intentions. So that's where I pray for all of my family, my friends, my loved ones. I pray for my enemies, the people that come against me, the people that I am not on good terms with. I ask God to bless those people even more so uh, than myself. And, um, then I send out positive intentions, which is basically I send out the power of the universe, all of my positive vibes and positive intentions. I send those out to all of my family and friends and loved ones, and I release that positive energy upon them. And so I do prayers and positive intentions for three to five minutes. Uh, and then I wrap it all up with one power minute, one minute of positive confession. I call it my positive mantra. It's all of the things that I speak over myself, simple things like, I am a winner, everything I touch turns to gold, I can't lose, today is my day, everything's gonna go my way today. Every situation that I come in contact with, no matter how negative it might seem, it's all working out for my benefit. Uh, everything I touch will prosper, I'm above only, never beneath, all of that kind of stuff. I just blast that out one minute of like hyped up positive confession, then I keep it on and I keep it in a good place. I usually have some mood music, I play like meditation music in the background during this whole thing. Then I go into, 10 to 15 minutes of yoga. Um, I've become a big believer in yoga. I believe in its power, it works. Great for the body, great for the mind, but this isn't like a yoga class. This, isn't, this is just your wake up routine. So I have like my positions and poses that I do and the parts of my body that I feel need to stretch the most. And I do like a miniature version of like a 30 minute yoga session. I do like a 10 minute version and I stretch. I do some classic poses, everything from like child's pose, downward dog, cat cow, warrior positions. Like I do all that stuff. And then I do some other things. I do like, um, you know, I do headstands and um, some inverted maneuvers, but this is just, I'm going through what I do, like my morning. And so my entire thing from start to finish, from the time I like start, you know, with the um, deep breathing until I finish my yoga is anywhere between on the short side, 25 minutes to 40 minutes. That's how I start each day. And when I wanted to fit that into my schedule, cause it was important to me to start the day correctly, 
I needed to start getting up earlier. So now I get up about an hour earlier so I can have that time in the morning. I'm up before my kids are so I can, you know, spend time with them in the morning, make them breakfast, whatever. I have the extra time if I want to have more of a leisurely morning or after all my yoga and meditation, if I want to exercise or if I want to have a little extra time to read the news or whatever it is that I want to do, if I got that extra time, I created it by uh, just instead of being wasteful with my time at night and watching stupid TV shows once I've gotten too tired to work, I've just started going to sleep an hour earlier so I can wake up an hour earlier and have that extra hour. But anyway, that's what I do. I prime the pump. I do it every single day, no matter where I am, a hotel or at home. It's amazing. It works. I'm going to tell you right now that meditation, yoga, positivity, the laws of attraction, all of that shit is 100% real. There's no hocus pocus to it. It's 100% real and it 100% works guaranteed. I, I, I will never listen. Anybody can argue with me on that. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself because I believe I do it and it works. So anyway, that's how I start my day. And that allows me to start my day in the right headspace. Now, listen, the very next phone call, right? I, I finished my last yoga position. I'm like, my phone rings and that very next phone call will more often than not be some fucking asshole on the other end, giving me a hard time about something to which I'm immediately going to respond like, dude, go fuck yourself, right? That's that's going to be my response. But remember, it's appropriate response. We talked about the dog analogy. We talked about I am I am guilty all the time of giving money to homeless people. People yell at me for it all the time. You're just wasting it. They're just going to do drugs with it. I don't care. I have a soft spot for the homeless, people who are down on their luck. I always share a couple bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. But I always share some encouragement if I can see what their obvious problem is, like they're hooked on drugs, like dude, I hope this money helps you today to get some meal, you know, some meals in you. But at the same time, you're never going to get better if you keep like being a fucking asshole and you don't get your shit together with these drugs. Like I understand addiction's tough, but there's free clinics and I'll take you there if you want to go. Like there's always, it's, it comes from a place of love. Like I might call you a fucking asshole, but that's because you're being a fucking asshole. Do you see what I'm saying? Hope you're following me here. If you're being a fucking asshole, then I'm going to call you a fucking asshole, but that doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't put my life on the line for you or help you in any way that I could. It just means you're being a fucking asshole and I'm acknowledging that you're being a fucking asshole. You're going sour in a business deal or doing something I don't like, so you're going to get a big fuck you from me. There's a place for honesty and transparency that is just as important as kindness and empathy and all of those other positive emotions. Truth and honesty and transparency are just as important. And being the person that can light up, I'm, I'm known for being very, very honest uh, in business dealings and in situations for just t- telling it like it is. I'm definitely that person that makes a room uncomfortable because I'm like, yo, you forgot to put your deodorant on today because you smell weird, right? Like not saying that I go around trying to make people feel awkward, but I'm known for being the guy that calls it out like it is. If you need somebody to tell the guy in, in office three that he's smelly, like usually I would be the guy that gets tasked with those kind of jobs because I don't have a problem being very straightforward with people. So what did we learn today? Kind people will tell you what? To go fuck yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're not kind. It just means that you're reacting appropriately to the situation. So go ahead. You can be a fucking yogi and a Dalai Lama. And you can also be a pit bull and a fucking bulldog in the business room, you know, in in the fucking boardroom and be a business person. And you can slay on both sides and they don't have to exist in opposition. They can complement each other in harmony by appreciating and understanding the range of your emotional scale. Okay, that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. Follow me on all social media at The Real Zach Neal. I'm on LinkedIn now. 
and I'm posting some cool shit on there. I'm posting some advice and marketing and more just straightforward business advice. But if that's what you're into, I've got a couple posts up there now in relation to marketing and how to do it right. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. See you. Have a great week.